Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host, and we're continuing our conversation this week around the subject of the restrainers that God has given the human race, restraining evil, restraining the work of the enemy and, and gifts from God that protect us. Beginning, we started with the number one restrainer is conscience. Every one of us has a conscience, the inner voice of God saying, do good, avoid evil, that helps us. And then when we step across the line and we, and we will evil in our lives, we say yes to sin. Conscience is like a weapon. It calls us back. It calls us to repentance. It calls us to wake up. It calls us not to be deceived and don't step in. You know, so very important. Everybody knows the the basic law of God that's written on human conscience. So the key thing is to understand that it's there, number one. And number two, we're responsible because we have a conscience, because the law of God is built in us. We're responsible for the decisions that we make. We can't say, no one can say, I'm totally innocent because I didn't know anything. That's not true. And so it's important for us to be able to understand the role of conscience and say yes to it. And the reason I'm talking about these restrainers and, for example, like talking about conscience is that you can destroy conscience. Like, I can, if I continue to suppress my conscience and choosing evil and calling it good for myself, if I keep silencing my conscience, it can have a dramatic effect and it ends up wounding, you might say, my conscience and it doesn't function properly. My whole interior moral compass gets turned upside down and that's possible. Now, that's happening and institutions in the United States, elementary schools are teaching things that violate human conscience and they're calling it good. They're calling evil good and they're calling good evil, which Jesus said, when you do that, that's the definition of blindness, spiritual blindness, how dark your mind is when you're in that position. So the perversion of conscience is tremendously destructive. It's just a, it's really serious and what the evil fruit and the slavery that comes as a result of it. So it has to be rightly formed according to the teaching of natural law, according to the teaching of scripture and aligning ourselves with it. And, uh, and the second restrainer, which I talked more about yesterday was the restrainer of the family, the author- parental authority and bringing about discipline in the family, allowing understanding that children need healthy boundaries, healthy restrainers and the authority, the strength, the will of the parents helps guide them into choices that are going to lead them to virtue so they can be self-moving and they can be free. And one of the things that's going on right now, and this is why the battle, as I read yesterday from uh, the words of Sister Lucia from Fatima, talked about the, the final battle between the reign of the Lord and the reign of the devil is going to be over the family. And we are in it. The family is being deconstructed systematically. It's going to be turned on its head and say, well, why is this happening? I mean, why pick on the family? What's going on? Even with the knowledge, you could see the level of evil friends, even with the knowledge of how destructive it's been to children, to society, to culture, to certain peoples in particular, the deconstruction of the family, the, the infidelities in the family, the breakup of family, children, especially boys being raised without fathers, the statistics could not be more consistently bad and irrefutable and overwhelming, yet we refuse to do what's needed to go back to where we once were and respecting the foundation 
of the family. They'll say, well, why can't we do that? How, what's happening to us that we can no longer do that? Well, basically, we've we've turned away from God is really what it comes down to. You know, that more and more people said, I, I don't want to submit to God. I want to submit to what I want to submit to. I want to live the life that I ultimately want to live. And so, but there's... There's spiritual roots to it. It's a, it's an attack from the devil. There's no doubt about it. He knows that the quickest way to destroy the church, because remember, the great battle on the earth, friends, is not for the ongoing existence of the United States or Wall Street or whatever. The great battle and the great gold on the earth is human beings, eternal souls. Our country, as good as it is, is going to pass away at some point, uh, just like every other civilization has passed away. It's here today. It's gone tomorrow. But what's going to live beyond this earth, even though life here is short, is going to be human beings. And we have a destiny, and we're going to go one place or the other. It's going to be with God in heaven forever, or it's going to be separated from God in hell, despite what people want to say. Those are the two ultimate destinies, and this is what the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness are competing for in the earth. And the mission of the church, when it's healthy, sees that and serves it properly. So it's critical for us to see, and there's political forces like, you know, the post-World War II Marxist, you know, consensus was, you know, the secular Marxist thinkers, Frankfurt School and others would say, okay, the the revolution didn't really work out. It's not working out because, you know, the, the model they used was the battle between the rich and the poor, the bourgeois and the proletariat, and the conflict between the two, you know, if you if you ignite a revolution with the discontented poor and they rise up and overthrow the rich. There's going to be this utopian reality. Well, that didn't work. And what the Frankfurt thinkers, philosophers who ended up coming to the United States and kind of laying hold of our universities, laying hold of social institutes that they created, had a huge influence on Hollywood and the rest was to say, the revolution is never going to work if we don't do something about the family. And then because we have to, the restrainers that they experienced against the revolution was church and family. And the strength of the church is the family. And the strength of the family is the relationship between mom and dad. And the strength in that relationship to to defend the family is on the shoulders of the father, not exclusively, but has a key role of exercising this restraint and discipline within the family. And so what thinkers like uh, George Lukacs, the, the Hungarian Marxist and others, what they, their strategy was this. The chief obstacle to our revolution, as I said, is family, church. Subversion of the father is the key to subverting the authority and deconstructing the family, right? And so how do you subvert the father's moral strength by weakening sexual mores in the broader culture and making it easy for men to fall into an area of weakness, a particular weakness that men have, and to be overcome by it, lose its moral authority. And this is why this is why the, the family's being deconstructed, period. It's a demonic root. It's a false political system, a revolutionary secular worldview that wants to overthrow these things, and it's at war every day. And we can see the situation of family life and what it's leading to. And it's destroying the moral order. Uh, it's not only destroying individual lives, but it's destroying our society. And that's not an exaggeration. Okay, the third restrainer is the government. What does Paul say? What does scripture say? 
the government has a role to play in exercising authority for the sake of the common good. And the, the weapon, you know, the weapon of conscience is, you know, is the voice, is the voice of conscience. First of all, right? It's saying, accusing us that we've internally, yes, you've transgressed, you've violated, what you've done is wrong, it's evil. Repair it, do something about it, right? So conscience is that kind of interior weapon. Parental authority is, uh, the rod, the exercise of their authority is the weapon that helps protect and form and shape the lives of children. Now, the broader community is government. And the government has, as scripture says, has the sword to defend the social order, the rule of law, to promote the common good, to protect God-given rights, to maintain peace and justice and civil order, and to use force where it's needed, especially the threat of force. That can, that's got a restraining power. Look what's happening now to our cities where we refuse to exercise authority. Whole cities are being destroyed. Major, beautiful cities that have been here forever. This is, by the way, this is a decision by political people for their own political purposes. They're doing this and they're calling it some kind of compassion or something like that. You know, they, they always have, they always cloak it in lies. But what they're after is really the deconstruction of civil society for a larger purpose. It's the same thing, in my opinion, that's happening on the border. The United States should be very kind, very generous, and have big hearts, which we have had historically. And we ought to have, like every country in the world has, is to have a legal process by which people get into the country. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing hateful about that. There's nothing xenophobic about that. It's just right. We have a border. I live up near the northern border here near Canada. I live in Michigan. And you can't cross the border any way you want to, when you want to. You're getting big trouble if you do. But the southern border is massively porous, and it's all for political purposes. There's globalists involved. There's, you know, I think largely in my view, I mean, I grew up in a Democratic home. My dad was a local Democratic politician. We, you know, that was the way to, that was the way to be in those days. And I'm sad to say, like in many other areas, this is being driven by the, by the Democratic Party to just get in millions and millions and millions of immigrants that they think are eventually going to vote for them so they can dominate the political situation. And there's so much deception and lies around it. Instead of government being honest, protecting the social order, having a rational process, exercising law that will protect its citizens, but also with generous and love for the poor, also have a little wider doorway to help people come in according to a legal process and all that. No, they don't do that. They say, we got this window, we're in charge, let's just get rid of the border. Anybody, and here's the arguments, anybody who comes up with a rational decision about that, to have a rational process, let's call them haters, let's call them xenophobes, let's call them whatever, every name under the in the book to make them look like bad people who hate poor people or who hate people with a different color skin. And that becomes the story. And the whole point of it is, and the, and the press and other people, they're very much involved in, in colluding in this lie for a gigantic power grab, period. That's what's going on. And so here the government, the government is losing its moral, yeah, it's, its moral stance, exercising its moral authority properly. It's God-given authority, really, right? And 
you know, the use of force was needed. Remember during COVID, they let all kinds of groups of people that were politically aligned the right way to just burn our cities, do whatever they want, and then call it some kind of good and let it happen. It's deception. Now, this is happening, friends, because it's a sign. It's a big, big sign. Leaders in the United States, many, many, many leaders have abandoned the Judeo-Christian worldview. They have consciences that are seared. They don't value the commandments of basic commandments of God that are on our buildings all around the country in a way they used to. There's no fear of God and therefore there's no wisdom. It's all self-will. It's will to power. It's, it's, it's a world without God. It's Psalm 2. Psalm 2, the kings of the earth set themselves against the Lord and his anointed saying, let's throw off, the psalm says, throw off the chains of God that bind us and declare our own radical freedom. What we're seeing in our country and what we're seeing around the world is the judgment of God. God is allowing the human race to have what it demands. God's mercy is there every day of the year. God's mercy has gone out in my entire lifetime, the movements, the grace, the move of the Holy Spirit, the Sister Faustina's, the Our Lady, you name it, reaching out to call people back. But now it's a time of severe mercy, and the judgment of God is in the nations. Hope you can join me tomorrow. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth, would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash foe. That's renewalministries.net slash foe. FOE.